0: For Google, social media, or IMDb, there were guys behind the counter. They were your window to all things movie. What just came out, and what is, and what is not worth your time. Stay tuned as we discuss this week's staff pick, VHS finds, and anything else that may pop up. Welcome to Behind the Counter. We are the guys behind the counter. I'm Kev with Pizza Planet Video.
1: And I am Jesse with cinadump.com
0: Welcome back to another day in the shop. Holy moly, we finally get another recording going.
1: I've been busy, man. How about you?
0: Busy, busy, man. Life is getting crazy. And Sprinkles, is, uh, he's taking another, another day off. A siesta. Fine. He's got all the shirt designs. If you guys have not checked out his shirt designs, his stickers, his tapes, his beautiful face, check out Collection Therapy on Instagram and CollectionTherapy.com.
1: Yeah, he has a lot of 2 dollar tapes and like honestly, he kind of keeps the scene going to be honest with you. With uh with him, you know, hustling those VHS tapes, he does keep, you know, keep us in the loop as far as like who not to buy from because I guess apparently there was uh a hassle, some people taking up taking advantage of people and uh not only was collection therapy um uh, may may like they made made people aware, but you know, there was a lot of other people in in the community that kind of help spread the word so people don't get swindled so i I appreciate that chase thank you
0: yeah for sure i I have no i have no tolerance for people scalping tapes and it shouldn't that shouldn't what it shouldn't be about that it should be about basically people enjoying the scene enjoying the culture and, and helping each other out to get the collection going exactly but let's get right into it man so we have a lot to talk about today so uh what you watching what you reading
1: Dude, I've I've watched a lot, honestly. Um, since the last time we talked, I've, I've been to the theaters. I've got some screeners. Um, Netflix has, you know, dropped a lot of stuff. Uh, I do want to mention Rocco's Modern Life because I know you've seen it. I know you saw the Static Cling.
0: I, I, I watched it.
1: I liked half of it.
0: It got a little too political for me.
1: Yeah. Well, apparently, so what I read is. A, it's like a metaphor or a comment on um, what the hell's that show? The one that just came back a couple um, recently. It was, I think, it was on like Showtime. No idea. It, uh, so, like, it has like, oh, damn it, I don't know why I'm, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought. But it's that one, like, really weird show, uh, Twin Peaks. I don't know why I couldn't think of Twin Peaks.
0: So, so it's, a t- it's a take on Twin Peaks.
1: Well, it's a comment on like how fans reacted to Twin Peaks. Wow, and I I don't know. It, like you said, I was I I I don't know about you, but I watched it with my my little one. Yeah, and uh, when when it got political, I was I was like, okay, you know, this is this is an interesting choice. I I it kind of it kind of like got weird for me ultimately.
0: Yeah, me too. So we basically, we quit watching.
1: Yeah, I I finished it, but I mean, ultimately it just, you know, the, the, their point was made
0: many times over.
1: Yeah. I think that's the biggest issue is that, okay, we get it. Let's move on. But then like the second half just became like, you know, Sunday, Sunday school or some, some shit.
0: Yeah. It's not the Rocco's modern life that I remember. It's not the Rocco's that I enjoyed.
1: Yeah, it almost seemed like they tried to fish us in or fish us back in, only to deliver, you know, some fucking political bullshit. And I just, I think that that's what annoyed me. You know, give me a little bit, but like, let's let's get back. You know, let's get back to the Rocco that we all right. know and love. And
0: I and I'm not saying that people who make cartoons or movies or musicians cannot have political views and cannot voice their political opinions, but like. Put it in there, and then we move on, but, like, not make the whole thing that. Does that make yeah. sense?
1: Yeah. Agreed.
0: So Agreed. I'm all I'm all about, you know, people speaking their mind and being able to do that because that's what's great about, you know, our country. But at the same time, don't fucking ruin Rocco for me. Don't do that.
1: Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. So.
0: But I watched that. What, what movies did you do up in the theater?
1: Uh, we watched Scary Stories, uh, uh, Tell in the Dark.
0: I've heard mixed reviews.
1: Um, I liked it. I, I, we, actually my girlfriend liked it more than I did. She liked it. She liked it a lot. Um, it's, it's like goosebumps. Like are, are the R rated version of goosebumps, even though it's read to PG 13, which is, which is wild to me. Um, they make some interesting choices. The, the, the narrative is, is, is interesting. Um, but as far as the actual stories go, like from the book, um, they're pretty, they're pretty awesome. And the deaths are pretty good. Like the things that you would go see this movie for are good. Okay. Um, so it's kind of middle of the road for me, but ultimately we had a good time in the theaters.
0: I had some people tell me, or I read some comments and people basically were saying like the individual stories, like the, the, the visual effects were great, but like the stories were a little weak and it didn't tie together, but I don't think they were supposed to tie together. That's not how it was designed. But the, if you know the books, which were great as a kid, yeah. Um it looked okay to me. It it brought those like when I saw like different screenshots of like the scarecrow or the bug coming out of the face like I remembered the drawings in the book. Yeah. So I thought it nailed it, that. I haven't been able to see it. I want to see it. Uh So, so
1: to to respond to that, I think that a lot of I think a nostalgia is kind of like messing with these people that that like wanted something different because if you go back and read these, these stories, they're, they're not, number one, they're not connected. Number, number two, they're really, they're short and sweet. And to the point, there's nothing really, you know, they're endearing, but there's, you're not going to like run to, you know, your best friend and say, Hey, you got to read this one short story. It's, 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 it is what it is. It's, it's a good time in the dark ultimately, but for sure, that's, that's, it's not, it's not an acclaimed book by any means.
0: Absolutely not. Hey, get get your mic off your beard. Oh man, I got the same thing. I'm like winging it out. There you I'm, go. I'm sorry. It's all good. Um, did you hit anything else up? You said you is that Um. So
1: I. I. Uh, so for sinadump. we got a couple screeners. Um. So I watched Three from Hell, which I I can't talk about just yet. But uh, pretty soon there will be a couple interviews on this site from Three from Hell.
0: I'm um, excited to see all those interviews.
1: Yeah, I got um, actually I talked to Bill Mosley yesterday and then I had Richard Drake a couple weeks ago. Um, that was pretty fantastic. And then we watched Sant- Sat- San- uh, satanic panic like uh, from Fangoria, which comes out in a couple weeks. And I've an interview lined up for that um, on Wednesday. So I'll have a lot of interview content um, pretty soon. Um for CineDump.com which, which is awesome, but um because of which, you know, we got to see a bunch of movies that aren't even out yet.
0: Which is great. And if you guys have not checked out CineDump.com you need to. I mean, it's my one stop shop, it's where I go to get all my movie reviews, check out all my info. So Yes.
1: We let the doers know how they're doing. So I, I appreciate I appreciate the uh you know, letting letting the uh, behind the counter fam know.
0: For sure. Um I'm just living vicariously through you. I've not gone to the theater. Um, I, I haven't really been watching much. Yeah. Uh, I got done with Veronica Mars, a TV show. <laughs> it's it's good. Damn yeah. it if it's it's great. They and then Hulu released a fourth season. So yeah. So it was made last year. It was fine. It was yeah. fun. I I was, you know, with any reboot of a series. This far past when it came out, you know, you're always like, How's this gonna work? and it, they tied it in well. It, it, I thought it was good. Um, what I well, jumped. it
1: sounds like they did the opposite of what Rocco
0: did, so that's that's fantastic, right? They didn't yeah. destroy it. Um, I jumped into another TV show that is a spinoff of another TV show, so I jumped into Mayans MC.
1: Oh, yeah, I've, I've seen a, a couple episodes,
0: it's actually not bad,
1: yeah. I see. So we watched the first maybe three episodes and then we're like, we I'm I was so used to binging Sons of Anarchy because because when I started dating my girlfriend, um, we had a hurricane. And so I just binged uh, Sons of Anarchy during the hurricane. So we decided to wait till Mayans was season one was complete, which it is now. And we're going to we're going to watch that all from start to finish. Ultimately,
0: it's good. I really enjoy it because you you know you, you get worried with these spinoffs as well. Like mm-hmm. you're like okay, it was a small storyline in a bigger storyline. How's this going to play out, and how do they tie the two together? Because yeah. they can't just like cut the ties and act like Sons of Anarchy never happened. So they, I thought, in the first couple episodes is how they really did that. You know.
1: Yeah, I and I and I liked that. I liked it a lot.
0: Yeah, you saw you know spoilers. You saw Gemma and. Um, The dude with the hands who had his hands cut off by the Chinese. I just, you know, and then of course they tied in, you know, some of the guys from the Mayans from the, you know, Sons of Anarchy show. So, I've really enjoyed it so far. That's kind of what I've been um, watching. I haven't really jumped into any movies. I haven't had a lot of time. Um, I have very few few hours in a day now with a little one and a couple extra jobs. So, TV shows have been my my go to. Yeah. Well,
1: you can get them in small doses, you know, like
0: it's, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We, we, we just finished, uh, the, uh, season seven of orange is the new black. And honestly, it was like, I don't love the show, but, um, at the same time, you know, I was excited to come home and watch it, you know? So what does that, what does that really say? Uh, it was, it was a good wrap up.
0: I guess my wife and I dipped out fourth or fifth season I f- we we just both kind of felt it got repetitive
1: well it, it it definitely does but uh you know with it's one of those shows that my me and my girlfriend can watch together and like it season 6 is really good they introduce some new characters so I, if you ever if you guys ever are curious i would say season six is...
0: my we are so behind on things like we haven't seen the last season of game of thrones oh yeah we haven't seen the second season of Westworld. We haven't seen the second season of Handmaid's Tale. Like, we're just – we're so behind.
1: See, I, the only one of those shows I've watched is Game of Thrones. The other two I don't want to get too invested in because they're not complete. And I, I, I'd rather jump into something that's complete. You know what I'm saying? Just so I can knock it out whenever I want to. So you just want to binge it and not have to follow
0: it. Like, go ahead.
1: So here, here's a good example. So, like, uh, we, we got into Preacher and i i loved preacher and so i watched season 1 2 and 3 back to back to back and uh so we've been waiting and waiting for season 4 to start and um for those that don't know the boys is written by the same uh writer as the as preacher and i love the boys so obviously i love preacher as well but season 4 just started um and it's very very difficult to wait between between weeks because i'm so used to to watching it like just whenever i want and it's one of those shows that leaves you with like a cliffhanger every episode and um yeah so ultimately we watched episode one and two and then we're like well shit now we're just we gotta wait so we're just not gonna watch it until it's done
0: so is preacher on a streaming service right now
1: no it's on amc
0: uh see i don't have that
1: yeah, I'm, so we're just, we're just waiting. And once it's all done, we're just going to probably take, make a Sunday of it and just knock it all out back to back to back.
0: On the AMC app, is that what you're saying?
1: Uh, more than likely, yeah. Or like if, if they release a Blu-ray or, or something, I'm not entirely sure.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, because I tried to find it the other day after we talked about it, to fi- and I can't find it on a streaming service.
1: Well, I know what's weird about Preacher is uh, season one only, re- only got released on Blu-ray overseas. And but you can get it on DVD. So I'm and then season two is readily available however you want it. But I, I just think that that's really strange that in the US we don't have it on Blu-ray. Number yeah. season season one anyway. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, there is one show that I'm kinda waiting for I'm excited about is Carnival Row on Amazon.
1: Yeah, is that is that a is that a reboot of a showtime show or wait, no, that's Carnival.
0: So <laughs> there there was there was a uh an HBO show called carnival.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm, that's what I'm referring to.
0: That was a great show. Two seasons of a traveling circus. Yeah. That was a great show.
1: See, I haven't watched that either.
0: This one is, I think is more like where all like there's a big group of fairies and uh, I don't know. It just looks very interesting. I've gotten a, uh, I've seen a couple commercials on Hulu, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's got me hooked. I want to see it. So I, I can't wait for that to come out. But I'll have
1: to check out the trailer.
0: You reading anything right now? You pick up any new books?
1: Uh so I bought I bought a couple uh things for the PC actually yesterday, like some some uh some back issues. I wanted I wanted House of X and Powers Powers of Ten. I wanted the number one A covers. I haven't read them. Um, but the one thing that I was really, really after, and this is gonna sound so weird, but um for those that don't know, Mad Magazine is kinda is coming to an end. And so I bought. I went to every Walmart in my, uh, like probably a twenty five mil, twenty five mile radius, and I bought everything I found. And then I also went to Barnes and Noble and bought everything I found. Um, Are you cover f- the last issue? Well, yeah, I I bought. I, okay, so it's it's in a weird it's in a weird limbo right now. So um, the last issue that you can buy in stores. Just got pulled off the shelves, and from from this point forward um, it's you can you can get it, but you have to order it through diamond like through comic box, comic book shops and after the Halloween issue, everything from that point forward is gonna be regurgitated content so after this issue. After this issue, it's going to be all uh, all rehashed content. So there's going to be no new content after after the next book.
0: So why is that happening? Do we know?
1: I DC owns owns Mad and they don't know what to do with it.
0: Cuz it's it, back in the day, I used to read it all the time. I have so many old issues of Mad. It's, you know, that's where you got your like risky content, like that satire, you know? Yeah. But with the internet, it's everywhere. Plus, with all these magazines being shot up and craziness happening, yeah, people get worried, man. Well, so it, you, go ahead. So, are you going to put some of those books up? I'm.
1: I'm going to hang on to them. I got. I got. I got quite a few. But at the same time, um, it's funny because there's a couple issues that are like super rare. Like there's one that has the twin towers that sells for quite a bit of money. Um, all, all, like, of course, number one sells for a lot of money, and then uh, there's one where they made the transition. To the to the style of book that it is now, um, the last issue of how it used to be sells for quite a bit, um, but I, you know we'll see what happens. If if they, I mean, they sell for six bucks a pop off the newsstand, so I'm not, you know, I'm not out a lot of money regardless. But at the same time, it's it's just one of those things, man. It's another hunt. You know, it was kind of cool to run through every Walmart and go to every Barnes and Noble and try to find you know what I could find because they literally got pulled um, the day after I went and bought them all. It was just lucky timing on my part.
0: That's awesome. It said so anything else? Because you know, you're into comics now too. Uh, comics. I mean like uh, not, not really.
1: I mean, I have a bunch of stuff in my, in my pool list or, or my pool box, but I mean, nothing really worth mentioning right now or like off the top of my head. There's one book I really want to read called strayed, which is like about a cat. Um, I'm a big cat guy. We've, we've talked about that before, but, um, you know, uh, did you read coffin bound yet? No, man, <laughs> I haven't had a chance. I want to, you know, I found the cover a, and then I found the, uh, that weird alternative cover that I sent you a picture of. Yeah. But, um, I'm, I'm curious to see where that goes. Cause I, I know a lot about it and I know it's weird as hell. Um, there's one book that's really on my radar called dead end kids. Uh, were you about to say something about coffin bound? Because it I is did. weird. I read it. Yeah, I, I want. I know it's going to be really strange, but uh, yeah, it's it's not typical. My typical type of book. Most most of the stuff I read is kind of like, uh, you know, it's going to be more so like the stand, like uh, not the stand, um, stand by me, like or books like Paper Girls or books like uh, you know groups of kids doing things like like Goonies type stuff. Gotcha, and. And that's what brings me to Dead End Kids. Dead End Kids is is uh, this other book that I was lucky enough to get a number one of, and um, it's a group of kids. One of their best friends gets gets murdered, and then they're trying to uh, they're trying to solve their best friend's murder. It's uh, lucky luck, lucky enough I was able to get uh, the A cover, or actually, there's only one cover. I was I was lucky to get the first print because my comic book shop held one for me. I was the only one that requested it and then it ended up being a really hot book.
0: Okay, who put it out?
1: Um I, I you know the 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 writer's name is Frank Gogol. I want to say it's there's so many of these damn uh there's so many of these damn like little indie labels that it's hard to keep track. But um it's one of the ones that I really like. It well, who put out Gut Ghost?
0: Oh, uh, I, I, IDW? No. Um, I'm blanking
1: right now. Well, Dead End Kids was put out by Source Point Press, which they've been putting out tons of stuff. And Gut Ghost was put out by Scout. So, like, those are two really good indie labels um, that have been just putting out, like, hot, hot fire lately. And, uh, yeah, any, anything that they kind of put out, I always have my eye on.
0: When did Dead End Kids drop?
1: It dropped a couple of weeks ago, I believe. Uh, issue two came out this Wednesday, and it's already sold out from Diamond. Damn. Yeah, but there, I mean, it's going through a second printing, so it's, it, I mean, it will be out there. And then there's, there's also if, if you follow Frank on Instagram or Facebook, like he's uh, offering up like con exclusives that that don't sell. I mean, there's they're they're out there. You just got to pay twenty bucks.
0: I might just wait for this to come so generally i like to wait for stuff just to go to trade yeah that way i can just read it like binge it you know what i'm saying
1: yeah yeah well it's funny because you're like in comics you're like the way i am about series is advice and vice versa like we're the opposite versus right. t- tv and comics which is kind of interesting
0: because this looks good dead end kids yeah that's going on the list
1: yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool a little book like um it's it's very Stranger Things esque,
0: which I'm totally in for.
1: Yeah. What about? I know you've been picking up a, a lot of stuff.
0: Not really. I mean, I just I I really just uh, Coffinbound was like the only one I was really excited about for in a while. I've been looking just, you know, like ooh, this looks interesting. But a lot of the stuff I'll just wait till it comes out and trade. And yeah. I'll just, you know. And for those that don't know what a trade is, is it's when the after the first five books released. They combined it as a trade. Yeah, so they basically put all those books in one book, and you can buy it that way.
1: And and I used to I used to buy books like that. Like before I got back into comics, that was the only way I bought comics. Yeah, and, and I don't know why, but like I just kind of got bit by the comic bug, and like now I buy I buy more book, like single issues than I do trades.
0: Right. Cause I only do single issues of stuff because it makes it exciting to read and then get that desire to wait. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, you're just like, Oh God, I can't wait to the next one.
1: Yeah. I know you what can't, you mean.
0: You can't wait to the next one. And you're just like, you're so, I don't know that, that, that's fun, But sometimes I just want to like pound through like five books at a time.
1: Yeah. Um, what about, so anything, did you buy anything else? Did you find any, any other tapes or any?
0: So tapes, I had a buddy of mine send me just a box. Yeah. He, out of nowhere, I just, my wife called me one day. She's like, are you expecting a package? And I was like, no. And a buddy of mine had found some tapes and just put them in a box and sent them to me. Um, He sent me a little shop of horrors.
1: Yeah. Classic.
0: Um, Three, all three ninjas except for the first one. Classic. So if anybody out there has got the first one, let us know, hit us up in the DMs on Instagram. Um, <laughs> Cause I need that to complete that collection. Someone's having fun tonight.
1: Dude, I don't know what's going on, but I'm missing out on a party.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I got a lot of the, the classic, the black diamond stuff from Disney.
1: Yeah. The so good stuff.
0: I have that. I have all, I believe, 14 black classics diamonds from Disney. Yeah, that's about it. It was just like a bunch of random stuff he had found while cleaning out his garage.
1: The only thing that I bought, and I have it right here to show you, is. Journey to Big Water.
0: Nice. Another Land Before Time.
1: Yeah, I'm almost done. I bought that, and I bought um, a ton of Pokemon tapes today for my little one. He's, it sounds like he's getting into Pokemon right now. And um, the other thing that I was going to mention, because we always talk about Sharknado, is that I found, um, like, we, we go to Dollar Tree a lot, because, uh-huh. like, uh, they always have, like, the dollar Blu-rays. And one day we had just eaten some Chinese food and we're like, you want to go to Dollar Tree? And we walked to Dollar Do you have Dollar Tree? Oh, yeah. OK, like, well, they do like they do like uh, the dollar Blu-rays or whatever. And mind you, this was like weeks, maybe a month after they had done their dollar Blu-rays. So I wasn't really expecting much. But I found a Sharknado uh, three pack. It was Sharknado one, two and three for a dollar. And if that's all it's worth. Well know. it it's weird because I well, yeah, probably. But I've only ever seen the first one, so I figured I'd I'd sell my first one and then I now I have one, two, and three. Have so. you
0: jumped into one, two, and have you watched them all yet?
1: No, hell no. I <laughs>
0: <laughs> my time is yeah. more valuable than that.
1: I, I will eventually, it's just not something that I like I really need to do right like today. I got you. I got yeah. you.
0: Yeah. So that's kind of what I've – so let's talk – there's some stuff that I'm excited about, though. Yeah. Um, So we've – generally, you and I kind of keep our finger on the pulse of, like, new stuff coming out just to kind of see what's out there. And you and I, on a weekly basis, send each other a bunch of texts with literally just YouTube links to trailers. Yeah. Um, The one that you sent me that is kind of, like, number one on my list is antlers.
1: Cool. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, man.
0: Dude, that trailer
1: is spooky. It's
0: it's one of the
1: yeah. Go ahead. No, it's it's one of the best teasers I've ever seen. It, It it doesn't it shows you just enough and to keep you like guessing. Like it's 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 such an interesting edit.
0: Oh yeah. It's it's quite impressive uh the the general gist of what I can this is a teaser trailer by the way, so like it's a minute not, long it's a minute long i've read nothing about it um generally when I see trailers i don't want to read anything about them i just want to i want to get that trailer i want to absorb it, and then just like choose from there whether i you know what I'm saying like i don't want to like muddy the waters right yeah, so as far as I know from antler uh this kit in this trailer it kind of starts out with um
1: like a VO of the kid, like reading a paper that he did for school.
0: Yeah. Um, and he is reading, it's basically in the, uh, like the vein of three bears, basically, right? So he's reading the three bears, but his spin on it. And the whole time he's reading this standing in class. And again, the cinematography is very dark, very ominous. Carrie um, Russell's in this movie. Yeah. So she's the teacher, and so she's putting together pieces of paper, like of his drawings. You see this kid like going to this dark room. He's putting like food on the floor. You, you see blood here. You see, you know, you don't ever see what it is, but he keeps saying like, you know, Papa Bear changes and he's getting hungry and yeah. And at, and at the very end, you see this like human-like beast. Yeah, eating something on the floor. And it looks just absolutely terrifying.
1: It, it's, it's like uh it's almost like that. Um, like, have you seen split? Like where the guy, oh, yeah. he, be- he becomes the monster. It's oh, almost yeah. like, like that, but like to another level. And we only see it for a, like a, literally a split second. So we're, we're listening to this kid. We're seeing this imagery and there's also this crazy ominous music.
0: Oh dude. Yeah. And Carrie Russell's reacting to it all. <laughs> it what? hooked me I'm hooked I mean I can't go see it because I'll, I, don't, I can't go into a dark movie theater and watch this I need this is one of those like, I gotta have all the lights on and a blanket with a breathe hole um, <laughs> so I, d- I don't get eaten by that monster and I'll definitely have to watch a Disney movie after but um, no I'm what, excited about this one
1: what makes me excited about it is it's, it's uh, directed by Scott Cooper who has a pretty good track record he did um, Out of the Furnace he did Crazy Heart um, this was also pr- produced by Guillermo del Toro, but the the number one thing that makes me know that this is going to be a good movie is that um, it's it, it the writer for it is Nick Ant Antoska I believe that's how you say his name and he is the showrunner for uh, Channel Zero which was on Sci-Fi um, I I interviewed him a couple of years back for Cinadump and uh, this is based on one of his short stories called Quiet Boy um, so. He, if, if you ever saw Channel Zero, just imagine like an hour-and-a-half version of Channel Zero. Uh, you know, It's a, just another one of Nick's short stories you know, on screen. Um, have, you, have
0: you heard of Channel Zero before? I haven't. So every time you and I do a show together, we text each other. I literally just have to go look up a bunch of stuff. All good. It, and this is why. I love it. So I, I can't wait. I'm going to look up Quiet Boy and Channel Zero as soon as we get off.
1: I I'll give, I'll give you a little little quick synopsis of of Channel Zero. Please do. So, so it's like an anthology show. Every season is different. Um and every every season is based on a uh creepy pasta. And so Nick would take a creepy pasta and him and his team of writers would uh, make it to the like make a whole season out of one creepy pasta. Season what is
0: creepypasta? 1
1: creepy pasta. Creepy pasta is like um like internet folklore, like it's stories that get passed, you know, around the internet. Uh, I can't really think of any good examples off the top of my head. Like, uh, like Slender Man.
2: like, okay. Uh, okay. like, like you. those. Th-
1: so that that's your taste, as far as uh, as far as I'm concerned with antlers, because Nick Nick is is uh, a force to be reckoned with, and it's so crazy that someone that was just a writer is becoming such a big big. Force in in Hollywood, and I'm I'm very happy for him.
0: And so I just looked up. I wanted to see when the movie dropped. I can't figure out when it's going to drop.
1: Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know either because literally the teaser just came out. Like when I yeah. sent it to you. So.
0: so, but the box art, the movie t- poster for this is amazing. Like I will buy this DVD, this in a Blu-ray. The Blu-ray, black, yeah. It is literally a black cover with the red letter with the red words antlers yeah and the a is made out of antlers right yeah oh it's so good looking this will drop next year by the way okay so no date yet but it'll drop next year
1: not it's really not that far considering no. how far along we are
0: um well any other things that we talked like there were some other movies that you and i texted back and forth that we liked
1: dude the one the one that had me dying was the death of dick long this one looks great, too. How about that title, though?
0: It's it's a, it's, a, <laughs> it's a it's a quite an amazing title, actually.
1: Well, and like the uh, the thumbnail for the YouTube uh, trailer, it's literally a like when I saw the, the words dick long and then I saw the thumbnail and it was like it looked like someone was holding a, a roaming candle up to their crotch and shooting fireworks out of their dick. I didn't know what I was watching right. or what I was going to watch. So what did you think?
0: Because I think it, I just
1: I think I just sent this to you like randomly, right?
0: Right. This is like you're just like, dude, check this out. And I was like, What the hell? And of course the title is Death of Dick Long. Like it from what I gather, it's a uh, it's got me intrigued. Like I want to see it. Some buddies basically hang out in the basement and just, you know, get weird, right? They they drink, they do drugs, and then something happens and someone dies. Yeah, Dick dies. Dick dies, right? <laughs> and then it's like this whole like small town. Did you hear about the murder? I don't know.
1: What yeah, do you that's that. That's it. Like it's like a twenty four just keeps like streaming, like or keeps turning out these these movies that have me like excited to go to the go to the cinema again. And uh, like I don't know if did you see Swiss Army Man? Because this is. Made by the co-director of Swiss Army Man. That's the one with Daniel Ratcliffe.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't see that. There's so many A24 movies I want to see. Um, Dude, that movie is fucking phenomenal. And if this movie comes even
1: anywhere close to it, I'll be happy. Because
0: I, I've not been disappointed by any A24 so far. Eighth grade, uh, mid-90s so far have all been amazing movies.
1: Well... I will say this movie in particular has uh, a definite Coen brothers vibe. The exchanges between Zeke and Earl are pretty, pretty hilarious. Like the, what'd you think about the whole exchange about the, um, the Pulp Fiction? He's like, what did they do in Pulp Fiction? He goes, (laughs) goes, call Anthony Kiedis.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I like the, I like, that's the reason I kind of, I was digging this because at first I was like, this is kind of stupid. But I like the, there's comedic moments in a kind of a you know what i'm saying like there's these comedic drops that i really enjoy
1: yeah and i think that that's cuz uh, what what genre is this it just seems like it's just reality
0: it's its, it's, its own world man
1: yeah that's what i like about it so,
0: yeah i can't wait again won't go see it in, i don't see a lot of movies in theaters it, it has to be i have to be like stupid stoked to go see, you know what i'm saying yeah I won't yeah. see this in theaters, but I'll definitely watch this movie for sure.
1: Well, but what about okay? So, are you stupid stoked for the
0: last trailer of the day, The Fanatic? I'm wicked intrigued by this movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Fanatic is John Travolta, and I believe directed by Fred Durst.
1: Fred Durst, and also Devin Sawa plays a action star.
0: I mean, like, it's there's a lot going on in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's... first off, John Travolta's haircut is is on a n- another another planet. Top notch, man. It's 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 got me intrigued enough that I will definitely like. I don't see this coming to a streaming service. I'm probably gonna have to like rent this. Right, I'll pay to watch this for sure.
1: What? it well, Okay, so like uh, with Travolta. It, okay, so well, a couple years back, I covered a porn like a porn convention for Sinadump. Like, we got invited to like. We get invited to, to conventions and things like that. His attire and whole out like get-up and his whole demeanor is very typical of the crowd that was at this convention. And seeing this, it almost made me uncomfortable uh, as to how well um, Travolta ham, hammed this roll up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah.
0: S- the idea of this movie is John Travolta is a uh ridiculously clingy fan. Like he wears like the high backpack and you know, the the ill-fitting clothing and bad haircut. He's a fan of Devin Sawa, who is an action hero in movies. He's an actor. And he John Travolta is just not getting the respect he believes he deserves for the amount of love he has for Devin Sawa's character. And so it's kind of this like it's almost like the, – the, remember the movie uh, – I think it was called Swim Fan. You remember that movie? Yeah, yeah.
1: It's Swim a fan. lot of lo- – Swim
0: Fan. Yeah, it's along the lines of that. Yeah, it, rem- the- it, it
1: reminded me of a lot of movies. Like uh, there's a movie called The Fan with, uh, with Robert De Niro and Wesley Snipes.
0: That's a great baseball movie. Yeah.
1: There's, there's another movie called Big Fan with uh, Patton Oswalt, who for some reason I tend to always mention on this show. Um. There, but also a lot of people are saying that it's a ripoff of a Hindi movie, which it it might be, but I have no idea if it is, and I wouldn't exactly call this an original idea. It's just no. it you it, it's gonna depend on how, and I hate to say it, what Fred Durst does with this script,
0: <laughs> and I don't think they're presenting it as an original idea. Let's be honest, is there original out ideas out there now?
1: That that's a really good point. It's they're not, they're not presenting it as as an original idea. And I, yeah. So I, I, it's weird to me that people are like immediately going to that. This is like, this is a, a ripoff Cause it's just another take on a similar idea. Right. But, but what, the one thing I will mention before we move on about this movie that I thought was interesting was you don't really see Fred Durst's name until, until the, the credits show up on the screen. And uh, if I, if I was, promoting this film, I would like I would have that up up front and center, like this is a Fred Durst production because it would get talked about that much more. And and for sure. I, I would assume. And this is not his Dark Toll debut. He's done he's done music videos, he's done movies. So like why not? You know, he's 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 done it before, so why not throw his name on it?
0: For sure. I believe the way you texted me this trailer is the line was Ba with the Ba. And then you're like, you have to check this out. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. So I just, I mean, it had, you had me at hello.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So I'm excited to see it. Um, I'm almost excited to see that movie, but I'm uber excited to hear your thoughts on this week's pick. So last week we talked about a bunch of great movies in the episode, not last week, the last episode about when we, you know, House of a Thousand Corpses. Still an awful movie. But uh, <laughs> we talked about a lot of movies that we had found. And I was in a hardcore Stephen King. And one of the movies that I had found was a box set of the movie The Stand. And so you and I talked, and you had never seen it. And so we chose for this week's episode to be talked about is The Stand. From Stephen King,
2: the master of suspense, comes his all-time bestseller. released by a government mistake. A frantic military willing to stop at nothing to cover up the terrible truth. The so-called super flu does not exist. What did you do? What did you do? As the plague sweeps out of control, a nation erupts, society crumbles, the end is here. The monster's here! The doctor's here! Now, all that remains... The demon, the prophet, and those chosen to survive. Drawn by dreams of an old woman. you coming along to see me, won't you, man? The chosen ones stream to Colorado to find their dreams are real. Help us to be true, dear Lord. Help us to stand. Las Vegas, an army of darkness assembles, controlled by dreams of their leader, Randall Flagg. Go for it. San Giacomo, Gary Sinise, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Ruby Dee, and Jamie Sheridan. Stephen King's The Stand.
1: Yeah. After a deadly plague kills most of the world's population, the remaining survivors split into two groups. Damn, they're having a party out there. <laughs> that's... the Okay, so his reaction out there is the... Op, is Mine is the opposite towards the sand so one one led by a benevolent elder and the other led uh by a maleficent being to face each other in a final battle between good and evil
0: dude first off you did so this movie came this technically it's not a movie this is a mini series that came out in 1994 yeah it's a six hour long mini series so six individual episodes over six weeks. I remember this from when I was a kid. My dad, I still have the, I have the bootleg downstairs that my dad recorded when I was a kid.
1: Yeah, I wish I had that because I would, I'm pretty sure that the, tra- the commercials would be more interesting than the movie to me. Um, <laughs> like, M-O-O-N. That spells boring. I tried to get through this, man. And I watched all six hours just because I was waiting for it to redeem itself. And it never, never did.
0: Oh, I thought we were just doing the first three. You weren't supposed to go the whole six.
1: Yeah, I well, um, yeah, well, you've already seen it. I hadn't seen it, so you are, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know what
0: happens. I know what happens. I also read the book. The yeah. book is like a fourteen hundred page book. It's fucking gigantic. Yeah, that's okay. So that's one of the problems I have with the movie is that.
1: Or the, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna keep calling it a movie just because I know I, I will continue to do right. that uh, there's too many characters it's so hard to keep track of who's good and who's bad I know that's the point but at right. the same time dude it's so hard as a viewer to like because and some of them look similar like, like what like maybe that's just the
0: 90s thing <laughs> dude, first off the the cast is an all-star cast of the 90s yes. it just is I mean Molly Ringwall um what is it? Laura, Rob Lowe. Uh, Rob Lowe, uh Laura Shan Gio- Giacomo, uh Ruby D. Um I mean like uh what, what is the guy's name? How about oh. Joe
1: how about Joe Bob Briggs? He shows up. He's <laughs> he a, does. like a he's a cop with a what a
0: Mustang? Yep. Ray uh and then you have um oh, he was in West Wing. What is his name? He was very, very famous back in the day.
1: You, you're, you're proving my point, though, man. There's too many damn people.
0: There's I mean, for real. There's
1: Kathy Bates, Stephen King, John Landis, Tom Holland, oh, Sam Ronald Sam Raimi.
0: There. Sam Raimi. Uh, I mean.
1: Gary Sinise, obviously.
0: Gary Sinise. I mean, like, legit. There's just so many people. If you were if you were an actor or actress in the 90s, you're in this movie. Again, it's six episodes long. So it's six hours long. Yeah. Um what I like what, it. I like the movie.
1: What, well what I wanted to touch on the part about the the actors though real quick. So um Randall Flag. So there's so considering when this came out, there was so many other people connected to that role before they decided. Uh Christopher Walken, imagine that film. William Defoe, imagine that would have been weird. Jeff Goldblum, James Woods, like it's so wild that what could have been, but you, you like that. You like this thing.
0: I Um, did. I still do. So it didn't age. Well, let's be honest. It doesn't age well. Right. Yeah. But I thought it was great. Yes. It is slow, but it's an enjoyable slow for me. Like it's a, you know, the first scene starts out at a, a military complex and alarms are blaring and something's gotten loose. And you, I don't know. It got me going. it, it's it's a it's a it's a very apocalyptic movie right it's a it's yeah. a very much a good and evil who will prevail you know it's basically it's 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 the story of the bible in, in essence you know yeah it's you know it's what is that genesis it's genesis
1: yeah with uh, with what's his name with peter gabriel
0: yeah with when, when the you know heaven and light <laughs> heaven and hell split and what angels go to heaven? What angels go to hell? Like, it's a, it's a whole biblical story that Stephen Keevan wrote, and I, I enjoyed the movie. There, it's 1994, so we have to keep that in mind. The yeah. effects are pretty bad, and um, the uh, some of the sets are pretty pretty bad as well, right?
1: Yeah, well. Um, you know, the cornfield was uh was obviously a lot and they actually flew, you know, actual corn to that to that lot, but it I don't know. Those types of things really didn't take me out of the film, like the the effects and things like that. It just was it was so slow, man. I guess I, mean, I de- guess
0: No, I understand. That was like definitely the first two hours we're building character, right? Yeah, we're gonna we're we're trying to figure out who's gonna live, who's gonna die. Uh, what exactly is going on, but it does, it takes a little too long to get there. I agree with that.
1: I would like, but like you though, I was hooked in the beginning because that, 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 uh, that sequence of like, everyone's dead and they're playing Don't Fear the Reaper. Yeah. uh, That was, that was awesome. Like that was awesome. And then, and then like, I was immediately let down after that because it's this huge, like extended, opening sequence and that has this great song and a, a great soundtrack throughout, you know, especially for a mini But, um, you know, yeah, I, I will say that this probably was quite the event back in the nineties because I did watch some, um, some trailers like leading up to the movie, like whenever, like, you know, like tune in on ABC this Sunday. And, you know, I could imagine families getting together with a big pull up, big bowl of popcorn to watch this. Okay. But um it just I don't know. It just didn't it didn't work out for me. It just Do you have any like favorite scenes or like things you remember from when you were a kid or like is there anything that stood out to you this time around?
0: So the guy that is basically the devil. I'm trying to figure his name out.
1: Flag. I can't. Flag. Flag
0: is his character's name.
1: Yeah, it's uh um,
0: Roy, Roy Flag
1: Rand- Randall Flag, right? Randall oh, Flag, that's right. Yeah.
0: What's his actual name?
1: Oh, I don't what, know. He's you know they they bring him back uh, in another Stephen King story.
0: Yeah, Jamie Sheridan. So forever I remembered him because he uh is in Law and Order. Yeah. Uh Law and Order Criminal Intent. Um and so I don't know, I just always remembered his long hair. Head to toe denim, and I remembered the crow. Right, you always remember the crow from the stand.
1: Yes, well, I did as a kid. Um, well, well, I remember the cover art. So the cover yeah. art has the crow,
0: but like, I I don't know. Every time it, he would, I don't know. I always he stuck. I mean, when we taught, when I found it, I I went immediately back to his just to him, and every time he would like clap his hands and like that little little click of electricity and like you know, yeah. that it's so bad, but it's so good. I don't know. It just took me back to the nostalgia of of waiting for – because this was six weeks long. Yeah. I mean it took forever for this to end. But uh, I can't remember how my parents were at the end of it, like if they were like excited or they were just like, what the hell? Like I said, it, <laughs> it doesn't age well. It doesn't hold the suspense of people today, right? Yeah. But, I mean, what what was a favorite scene for you? Um, I had a few.
1: Um, so like, yeah, the guy that doesn't like the movie has a few favorite scenes. Um, I, I did. My favorite scene was when the, uh, the, the old lady was playing guitar and her fingers were bleeding. Yep. I thought that was really cool. And like, it, it looked really good. Like, even though it didn't age well, it still looked kind of cool on the, um, uh, like as far as compared to other things in, in the show. I also liked when the, uh the chick that was kind of like, like, uh, Horish, the e girl, she tried yeah. whenever she tried to bang Rob Lowe, like, and then <laughs> and Rob, like, he wasn't having anything about it. So she just got pissed off and then made fun of, um, made fun of the retarded guy. Uh-huh.
0: She's,
1: she's just like, uh, something about that whole exchange is really, really, really funny to me. And can we just talk a little bit about how it's that's Patrick from SpongeBob SquarePants playing like a full-fledged like retarded man (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: it's i mean like back in the day this was everyone wanted to be in this
1: yeah it's well you know like that's kind of what's interesting to me you know they're relaunching this right
0: i had no idea are they really
1: yeah so uh, what's 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 interesting, because I was reading some stuff about it just to kind of like see, you know, what other people thought, because I didn't want to be the only person that didn't like this film. There are quite a few people that didn't like this film, but there is a lot more people that love this this miniseries. Um, there is a 10 part miniseries coming and apparently Ben Affleck was attached was attached to direct for for a while. He has since stepped down. But um, as of right now, the people that are connected to this are James Mardson, Whoopi Goldberg, Amber Heard, Greg Kinnear, Marilyn Manson, Odessa Young, and Henry Zaga. The director is Josh Boone, who, like, what's weird about him is the only other thing that he has, like going for him is the fault in our stars. Uh he also has the new mutants coming out which has been in post production hell for what it was supposed to come out like last October
0: but it keeps getting pushed back and then it gets pushed back again and then they cancel it but then they did bring it yeah that whole
1: so i'm wondering i'm wondering i think that this might be in the same situation like as far as like it might never actually come out. It's just like one of those things that they keep talking about and wanting to put money into but i don't know if i give a shit like
0: i like that's that's completely understandable
1: but i will i the one thing that i really like was really intriguing about this 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 mini series is kind of like what i was talking about earlier the idea that families got together every sunday to turn on abc and that's why your tape and that's why that's exactly why we do this. Your 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 dad's bootleg version of this is what I would prefer to watch.
0: And and that's what you know, we don't have that anymore because you can literally like you do. You can just binge you can wait a couple months and every episode will be on Netflix and you just binge the shit out of it. It's different. You can just sit in front of your TV for 13 hours with your whole family instead of having to wait, but like I don't know I don't think I would have remembered it if I did it as a movie. I remembered it because it was a six-part miniseries that I watched with my family. My dad recorded it. My dad was a, is a huge reader. Um, he read this. We had this book at the house. Um, and so I think that's what is the best part of this. Just let me give you a little statistics about how gnarly – so it's a four, it's a 1,200-page book, 460 script pages – Six states, a hundred shooting days, a hundred and twenty-five speaking roles, ninety-five scripted shooting locations in nineteen scripted states, eight hours of screen time, uh, eight, over four and a half hours of music. Yeah, like, dude, it's it. It was a big undertaking from '94. I feel.
1: Yeah, and, and 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 that's why I think it might have might have just should have stayed on paper. I'm not sure. If they actually do move forward with the the remake, I don't it, it it's a ten part series, the, the the remake. But I I think it's gonna you know, the same thing's gonna happen. I, I would assume.
0: Do you think if they did it in ten parts they could dive in not I don't want to say slow it down, but make it make a little bit more cohesive sense. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. It depends because on you, how long the episodes are.
0: If it's ten one hour, I'm like holy good lord. Yeah. That's a lot that's a lot to stretch this book.
1: Yeah. But at the, I mean, with, with that many roles, I think that that would be the ideal situation.
0: I feel like this is one of those things that it was too much buildup, but the final delivery for some people may not be there.
1: Yeah. That's, that's the general consensus like online. But I, like I, like I said, I didn't really look to see what people thought about it till I was, till, till it was, I was done with it. But, um,
0: it was amazing once you and I were like, let's do this. Let's watch this, right? Yeah. And then I looked into it, and then we both – I realized and remembered that this is a six-hour-long thing. Yeah. And it, so we decided that we were just going to watch the first three hours and then say, would we continue? So yeah. if you had just watched the first three hours, would you have continued?
1: Yeah. I, I Well, I did.
0: <laughs> so – you would, right? So yeah. it had you enough that you wanted to see where it went. Yeah, good or bad, you you still had, you got hooked, and you're like, I've got to see how this ends.
1: Well, I don't know if I was hooked necessarily. I was more invested, and a lot of times, no matter no matter how bad a movie is, I'll still finish it to see if it can redeem itself. It very rarely does, but I still, give, you know, give most give most things the benefit of the doubt.
0: You are much better than I am. I've never walked. I've only walked out of one movie in my life, and it was Kangaroo Jack. That was an awful movie.
1: The only one that I walked out of was Black Hat.
0: I don't even know what that movie is.
1: It has the guy. It has uh, Thor in it. What's his name? Um, Yeah, yeah. It has him in it. It's it's fucking horrible. Chris Hemsworth. Yes, I I ended up going back to the theater to watch it again because I felt I felt bad uh, that I walked out of it that was a huge mistake. Um so you paid I, for this movie twice. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, and it's that bad. It I will say that the stand as a series is better than black hat.
0: <laughs> so out of 5, if you were to give it five stars, one being awful, five being great, where were you at?
1: I gave it 1 out of 5.
0: Ooh, so you like definitely didn't like this.
1: Yeah, you know, um kind of going back to what you said about like had the halfway point you know was it somewhat redeeming and like did i want to finish it that's kind of why it got a one versus a half like or even a zero um because to me a one you know is still a watchable film but a half is you know never going to return there was things that i liked there was a lot of things that i didn't like but ultimately you know
0: it it is what it is it's just not for me i got you I, i'm going to give it a two and a half uh I've watched it again. I, you know, I'm gonna say three. I'm just gonna say three. I don't know if I would recommend it for everyone, but I would definitely watch it again. Yeah. Uh, I now have it in bootleg and it's theatrical. So they did, once it came out on TV, they released it on VHS. It's two VHS. It's two three hour VHS in a in a, a great box. I mean, it's it's fun, but um, it's not for everyone for sure.
1: Yeah, I have a laser disc of it and now I have a reason to get rid of the laser disc cuz I did, I I'll never ever watch this again. Um one, <laughs> one little caveat, when I was in high school, a buddy of mine swore by this movie. He I, I he was one of the types of people that would get around the movie or around the TV with his family and you know, watch whatever big programming was happening on Friday, Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. Um keeping that in mind, one night it was like his go-to film. He's like, we got to watch this film. And of course I was like, sure, because I was planning on going to bed anyway. Um, but he's, he's uh, definitely anticipating this review from you and I, cause I've kept it, I've kept it under wraps. <laughs> so Corey, if you're listening, I fucking hated the stand. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Corey, if you're listening, Corey, if you're listening, I enjoyed the stand and
1: uh, you guys should be friends.
0: I think we should be friends uh, because, <laughs> It was enjoyable. It took me back to my my childhood. Um, as always, guys, we are the guys behind the counter. Um, you can find me, Kevin, at at Pizza Planet uh, Video Rentals on Instagram. Jesse, where can people find you?
1: I'm on pretty much everything. Uh, on Instagram, I'm Real Joe Danger. Twitter, I'm Joe underscore Danger. Uh, I do want to mention our Twitter account. Uh, follow us there at BTC Podcast Crew we're steadily getting more and more followers. And I wanted to give a special, a special shout out to the basement, the basement wizards, Nick and Mike for not only following us, but hitting us up and listening to us as well. Uh, I did listen to your podcast guys and I, it was, it was very interesting cause I don't really, I'm not a big fantasy fan, but, uh, you guys definitely gave me the ups and downs of the, uh, of the genre. Uh, you know, he gave me some things to think about, but, uh, I, you know i'll keep listening i i'm i'm definitely gonna keep listening but you guys gotta you guys gotta do the same
0: yeah i will should give a shout out as well Your guys your podcast is great it is in my queue now it is my weekly listen so keep it up we appreciate the love and we love seeing other people do podcasts um so yeah you can find us at behind the counter btc crew um on Inst- i mean on twitter you can find us at Behind the counter podcast on Instagram and behind the counter podcast at gmail.com. If you want to be old school and hit us up, um, one thing that would be great for us is if you guys head over to iTunes, give us a like, review. Um, it just helps us out. Let us know what you do like, what you don't like. And as always, guys, enjoy.
1: Enjoy.